Well, what a pleasure to be able to talk with Roger McCullen. He is from Kansas, but originally he's a Hoosier. And so we're going to go with that. Roger, talking about a conversation that we have had a significant amount of times, that is about succession planning. But I think one of the other issues that I wanted to talk with you about, because a lot of your background, and maybe you can give us a a little bit of a bio on yourself, a lot of your background has to do with, with farm law, or at least tax law that has to do with farms, does it not? Well, that's pretty much exclusively what it is. Uh, agricultural law in general, with a heavy focus, uh, of course, for a rural practitioner, you're going to be heavily focused on farm taxation, farm estate planning, farm business planning. That's really the bread and butter of a rural practice. Because if you're preparing returns, that's annual business. And then you can fit the farmers and ranchers legal issues around all of that. Well, it, then it's really easy to get right into the succession plan after that. Mm-hmm. You made a couple mm-hmm. of great points that we've talked about so many times on on this radio program, and that is number one problems that people have with succession planning is is that they procrastinate, they never get started. Yeah, that's, I think, probably the number one issue for many people is they just don't know where to start and they don't get anything done. And then the problems can snowball and then they don't want to do anything because the problems are so bad. And so they just throw up their hands in despair. I've seen that so many times, but there are some things that are good places to start with and just get the ball rolling. And I think for many people, once they can get something done, then they can move forward. Number two on the list is dealing with family. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and uh, families come in all shapes and sizes, Ah, all stripes. And I vividly remember my first year of practice in North Platte, Nebraska. I was working with the lead partner in the firm who was the guru in the nation for farm estate and business planning. And we had mom who was 92, owned 7,200 acres of Nebraska Sand Hill Ranch land and was being pressured by Wyoming sheep herders to sell that land. It had a very, very low income tax base in it. And all 16 of her children were in that boardroom meeting with us. (laughs) And when the meeting finished, and it was contentious to say the least, they each had their own opinions. So he had 16 opinions and mom didn't know what to do. We dismissed them from the office and the lead partner grabbed the file and we're walking down the hallway and turns to me and he said, Roger, I can't believe they all came from the same womb. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget that. Probably one of the reasons why somebody procrastinated right there. Let's talk about taxes because Mm -hmm. there's a move afoot right now. And one of the things you said in your talk was it's pretty handy when you've got somebody who's right in your region and understands the tax law in your state, succession guidelines for your particular Mm -hmm. state. We've talked a lot with Dan Gordon here, a sponsor of our program, about not only the family dynamics, but also encouraging people to get started now, or at least review it. Well, I've already got one done. Well, but the problem is, is that we've seen a huge escalation in farm land prices and the value of the entire operation. But in addition to that, now the White House is talking about maybe taking away some of the tax advantages for farmers that have been in existence. Yeah, on on several fronts, not only uh, estate tax, but income tax. But the exemption from estate tax has actually gone up significantly. And we're just a shade under $13 million per individual right now. So that is generally keeping pace with the increase in land values and the increased size of operations so that the estate tax itself, federal, does not apply to hardly any estates, uh, ag estates. It's a fraction of 1% nationally. Now, if it applies to you, it's a big deal. But overall, it won't apply to too many. But on the income tax side, just recently, the administration has announced they'd like to take the 
tax that was included in Obamacare on passive income from 3.8% to 5%. That would be a significant increase there on on people that have cash rental income, other sources of passive income. Once you get up above a threshold, go to 5% to fund Medicare, allegedly what that's for. And then, of course, TCJA is going to sunset at the end of 25. And there are a tremendous number of tax breaks that farmers find useful in that law. And we only have less than three years for that to go. Plus, the federal estate tax exemption, if Congress does nothing, it will revert back to $5 million with an inflation adjustment. So it'll probably be about 7 to 7.5 million. So in essence, be cut in half from what it would otherwise be in, starting in 2026. And that has a lot of farm families right now with, you're right, the increased value and size of farming operations, really starting to get concerned about what's going to happen starting in 2026. So I think some of them are in a holding pattern right now, wondering what they should do from an estate planning standpoint, from a gifting standpoint. But as we creep closer to 26, and unfortunately, Rob, this gets tied up in politics. And so whatever political party controls the House, the Senate, and the White House is going to dictate what's going to happen to the tax laws and to federal estate tax exemptions. So my final question was, there are a number of people who say, well, you know, we've already done a succession plan, but it would seem that over the last maybe two to five years, there have been enough changes that it's probably time for an upgrade. Yeah, the rules have changed so fast from one year to the next, and particularly every two years when there's a congressional change, the swing in the rules, they always want to play with the tax code. That really affects the overall planning we do for families, not only income tax, but also estate planning. So don't just let a plan sit. Always monitor it. I think it's a good idea on an annual basis to visit with the family. Don't let it go more than two years because not only do the laws change, but our personal goals and objectives and our personal lives change too. Sure. Well, Roger, sorry we ran out of time, but you have a number of places where people can catch up with you online. Yeah, my website is Washburn Law, and it's W A S H B U R N Law dot edu backslash W A L T R. That's the Washburn Agricultural Law and Tax Report. There's a whole lot of resources there on my website. You can access my blog from my website. I'm also on Twitter as well as Facebook. Roger, thanks so much for your time. Sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. Podcasts by Federated Media.